Ah, uh, there's so much, so much. Let's pray. First of all, let's pray. Let us know that our mission is to continually discover, demonstrate, and educate that our source of good is God within. Our mission is to continually, and I think maybe that's the operative word there, continually discover, demonstrate, and educate that our source of good is God within. So keep breathing. And let us know that we've come to unity today in our continuation, in our further discovering that our source of good is God within. And so that means we believe we have a source of good. I believe I have a source of good. And so it is. Amen. So that's lovely to know. Those of you watching face, Facebook Live, I think I saw Frank Marino's name on there. How do you do? I saw your show in Las Vegas last time I was there. Uh, I was just like, wow, I saw his show. He's seeing mine. And... Uh, <laughs> So we have stuff going on in the world right now. And that's why I decided to come up here now before everybody hugs or doesn't hug everybody. And it's a weird dichotomy with unity. We do not affirm that sickness is real, but we live in the world. We do live in the world, but the world is not the ultimate reality. And this is a great opportunity to rediscover to remember who and what we are, but what and what practices we need to use while we're in these bodies, to come from a place of wisdom and understanding and love, that there would be no absence of love in our thinking, in our practice, even even when we're afraid. And so I, because usually, those of you who've never been here before, right after the, the choir sings the two opening songs, we say, uh, everybody, give everybody a hug. It's a huggy group. So some of you must be going through withdrawal right now. <laughs> See, we don't want to call our world bad. And we don't want to call our lives bad. And we want to pay attention. I personally, I, I, I do not have concerns about all this, but, it's, but I'm watching and I'm listening. I'm paying attention. I am washing my hands more frequently. Can't find a bottle of Purell anywhere. <laughs> we have two containers, you know, tubes of... Uh, sanitary wipes there. That's all that we could find. Can't find a bottle of rubbing alcohol anywhere this week. And so what do I do? I live in panic? I choose not to. I choose not to. I'm told the sickness is not real. And somebody could say, but Sean, people are dying. Well, they've been dying since the beginning of time, if you haven't noticed. And we've had plagues on this earth for a very long time, almost since the beginning. But the plague, you see, isn't the sickness. The plague is our thinking. The plague is our coming together to declare there is God and there is and. That's, that's our plague, is to keep saying there's good and there's bad. That's what the plague has been since the beginning of times. And it seems like we, keep, we humans keep coming up with a new thing to call bad. And when that happens and we start to get scared, we then become, there is this race and 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 there is this race. Some are good and some are bad. We start to group whole groups together as good or bad. We start to group whole things together as good or bad. And if you look at our history of news, you'll see which group called this one that, and they must be killed. They must be hurt. They must be, and that's what maintains sickness. That's what maintains dis-ease on this planet. See, until we forgive each other, we're going to continue to create illness. We're going to continue to create the, the good and the bad. 
And this week is yet another opportunity in the world to wake up to our thinking. Yet another opportunity to wake up to our fears. To wake up to the limitations we have set for ourselves. And the limitations we have set for our brothers and our sisters. You know, in the beginning it was, it was beginning it was just about food. You know, oh, you got a piece of food. I should kill you for it. And that was, you got a better cave than me. You know, and then you got this and you got that. You got the, and then religion came in. Oh, you pray differently than I do. You should be killed. If you pray differently than me, you are wrong, you are bad, and you must be annihilated. Oh, you're a different color than I am. You must be gotten rid of. Oh, two people from your church killed other people. Your whole race, your whole community must be annihilated. We will not build your church in our country. We will not allow you to pray the way you pray because you're bad and I'm good. As long as they think you're bad, I think I'm bad. As long as I think. And I will maintain sickness to maintain my beliefs in God and not God. And it breaks my heart. I have friends who do this. And we've got to change. We've got to wake up. Or we're going to maintain it and we're all going to live in terror. There are so many people who regularly come here who are not here today. And some of them are afraid to gather in a public place. Not everybody's dying from this. But most people are not living well because of it. And they listen to the news and they let it scare them. And they listen to the politics and they let it scare them. And they listen to this one's beliefs or that one's beliefs and they let it scare them. And then we defend what we fear. If somebody resists our fear, we defend, yes, I should be afraid. Yes, we should all be afraid. You don't understand. You know how many times I've convinced him I should be afraid of rats? <laughs> you know how many times, even though I knew it was insane thinking on my part? Choir just sent the same power. Choir just sing, sang this beautiful, beautiful song of spirituality. Maria just read this beautiful message. And we say yes if we even listened. I don't know how many of the people who were singing it listened to it. They just like to sing. I don't know. But you could know. Those of you who sang today, are you committed to the words you sang? Do you agree with the words you sang? Because if you do, that means forgiveness for all. Especially yourself. How are you going to forgive your neighbor if you can't forgive yourself? How are you going to live in the reality of wellness if you don't love yourself? And it doesn't mean, well, I'll love myself this much, but I'm going to hold on to this. I will hate myself over here so that I can maintain my status of duality. But I'll love myself here and I'll come, oh, Look what I did. Oh, I'm good over here. I'm a good being over here. I helped this neighbor. I hate that one, but I helped this neighbor, so it's progress. I uh, went to see somebody the other day in a locked-up place, and I, uh, I said to this person, I said, you're upset because you got caught. I don't hear that you're upset over why you're here. And I said, and you seem to have no remorse for the people you hurt. You would have continued to do it if it meant more money. If it meant you could maintain your greed and your sloth. And I watched the mind swirling because it was so hard for this individual to grasp this. And I've, I've, not, I've not been incarcerated 
for my crimes, at least not in a physical place. I've been incarcerated in my mind. Years ago, I made amends to someone who I had stolen from, an employer in New York. And I sat down with him because, and the funny part is I could have just taken the money for the stuff I had stolen and put it in the safe and never mentioned it. And I kept not being able to do that. Didn't make any sense. Why, Sean? You could just do it. Nobody will ever know. I had stolen a bunch of wine. I was a big shot. Every time I went to a party, I took a bottle of champagne to the party. But I took it out of my boss's, my employer's walk-in. And I, But I was cleaning my life. And amends means to rethink. To rethink yourself, to rethink the, the situation. And so I wanted to rethink everything. And I had worked at this place for a long time. And, and I, so I, I asked him if he would sit down with me, talk to me. And I said, I look, I have given you many reasons to distrust me. Part of, a lot of it was my attitude. He said, well, I believe in giving people second chances. I said, thank you. He said, the other part is I've stolen from you. And I don't know exactly how much, but I'm prepared to make restitution right now. And he said, well, let me find out what that stuff cost, and you can just pay me my cost. It was very generous of him. I said, I'll run to the liquor store right now and get all the bottles and put them back, or I'll give you cash right now. And he said, just let me find out my cost. It was very generous. And as he walked away, I had a vision of a jail cell door just swinging. And I had a key in my hand. And I thought, isn't that interesting? I just set myself out of jail with this person. And I thought, he didn't put me in jail. I put myself in jail. And I wonder how many keys I have to collect. I've been walking through life, putting myself in a jail cell because I chose to agree with the limitations of my family and what they thought, because I needed to assuage my hurt feelings by overdoing something, be it stealing, be it lying, be it whatever, because I, I, I put, kept putting myself in prison. And what I did was I made us separate. You guys were all over there, and I was all over here with my secrets and my hates and my limitations. It's a funny thing. In our world, all militaries basically are designed to keep countries separate rather than bring them all together. We need to restructure, and it starts up here above the Ford dealership, as far as I'm concerned. This is where the new thinking starts to bring all beings together. I always like to say what David says, if we were suddenly attacked from outer space, you better believe all the humanity is going to come together because we'd have a new enemy instead of each other. But you see, we're not each other's enemy. I'm my enemy when I think duality. You're your enemy when you do duality. When you say sickness is more powerful than God. The offenses hurled upon me is more powerful than God. People's confusion is more powerful than God. The fellow I went to see on Friday, I don't hate him. He's confused. I identified with him. I so identify with people who are confused. And I fear, you especially used to really fear people who were confused. People who hurt other people out of their confusion. People who tried to hurt me out of, my, out of their confusion. And I hated myself when I gave in to other people's confusion about me or about themselves. And I let myself start to agree with the confusion rather than uh, life. Our mission is to continually discover, demonstrate, and educate that our source of good is God within. Continually. That doesn't mean it stops at 12 o'clock. Oh, no, it goes all the way till 1230. <laughs> the next day. And the day after that, and the day after that. So that as you go through your day today and you get in traffic and somebody cuts you off, you have to learn how to love them. 
You go to the grocery store and you got a surly checkout person. Or you got somebody who's confused, they don't know how to help you check out through the self checkout. Or you get behind somebody, there is nobody to help you, but you get it behind the people who haven't a clue how to self check out. And you're in a hurry because your life is so important on this Sunday afternoon. You've got to get home and isolate. <laughs> you want your roasted chicken, you can get home and be with just yourself and your thinking or just your family and your thinking so that, because it's much safer to agree with yourself when you're home alone. I know it is for me, anybody? Who argues with you when you're home alone? Those people you make up in your head, that's who argues with you. Your friends on Facebook or your enemies on Facebook argue with you. Ooh, I'm gonna get them. <clears throat> I'm gonna post something funny. I just coughed. I've had this cough since October. <laughs> Want you to be aware of that. Ever since I turned the heat on in my car, it's been there. It's every winter that that stuff goes right down my throat. So now we're back to what we call a pandemic. Not just in our country, in our world. So what's, what's the solution? Unity has solutions for healing. And I was given a, one solution when I first came to Unity. And I have lyric sheets. <laughs> I've sung this song here before. And it's a simple child's message. Is there more? Do you Almost child's message. But I, I want to give this to us all as something to use when we get afraid. When we start to think, oh no, I felt a chill, I felt this, I felt that. Because during this pandemic, we're also going to feel uh, symptoms of dis ease ill at ease. We could get a cold that's not the flu. We could start to create stuff in our head. Some of us may end up diagnosed with it. I have to believe that all dis-ease, and I always put a hyphen in there, is healable. I must turn it over my will and my life over to the care of God, to the knowing of God, to the understanding of God, not the begging of God. Yesterday, I, I was with a healing group and the topic became isolation because there's a concern that this that's what's going to happen right now with all the news reports. I better get home and hide. Well, how, if I am part of a fellowship and I'm home alone, how do I be part of a fellowship? And when I shared, I, th I said, I think, first things first, let us not isolate from our higher power. Let us not isolate from God. But you see, if you believe in a limited God, if you think you have a God that allows things to happen, how could God let this happen? God's not a person. And have you asked yourself, how could I let this happen? How could I let hatred happen amongst my fellow people? How could I let it happen and go within and ask Spirit? Spirit, I'm not looking for ways to blame myself, just to take accountability. How did I let this happen? And what is my part in the eradication of dis-ease? What would I need to think today? And what practice would I need to take on in order to be the one of many who eradicate dis-ease, that which we call illness, both mental and physical and spiritual, to include all that. What would I have to do? My goodness, oh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to let my parents off the hook. It's just that simple. I'm going to have to let my teachers off the hook, the grade school teachers and the current teachers off the hook. I'm going to have to let my church members off the hook. I'm going to have to let my coworkers off the hook. At our last board meeting, 
I had some upsets. And my board let me speak my upsets. And we resolved it, as far as I know. <laughs> For me, it did. And we walked out of there, I believe, trusting each other. Why? Because we talked about it rather than keeping it to ourselves or worse, triangulating. We stayed in love. We stayed in love. I've made attempts over the years to talk to some people where I have an upset. Some people are not interested. It's an odd thing. They don't, they're not ready to give it up. And so we don't have anything to talk about, but I still have to stay in love. And it's hard, it's very difficult. So back to the sickness, back to the dis-ease and every little cell. <laughs> you see, our cells have intelligence in them. I know I'm skipping around a little bit and I apologize that this is what I wanted to do. I hope it all is cohesive enough for me to preach at you for all this time and on. I'll be preaching some more. Uh, but I learned this song when I first came into Unity because my teachers told me that we could all overcome, if that's the proper word, illness. We could work our way all the way through it. They told me tumors have disappeared because of a change of mind. They told me that all symptoms of illness have disappeared. I have witnessed this. I have witnessed the healing of a broken or some sprained limb. I have seen a cold lift right up out of my body during a meditation where I walked in with heavy symptoms and I walked out without a single symptom. I have known other people who can testify. My goodness, this one over here. You've overcome a lot, Andre. You know, a lot of things people will said you can't and you have. However, I don't think our bodies are meant to live forever, but our bodies are meant not meant to wither and die. Our bodies are not meant to fall apart and die. We are meant to live believing in oneness. We are meant to live practicing oneness with our source. And if we have failed, it's okay. I failed many times, probably at least three, four times today, where I have forgotten my oneness. And that's where I come back to this. My teachers told me our cells all have intelligence in them and they listen to our every thought, not to punish us, but to live in the result because thought is cause we're taught in metaphysics. And so our little, our song here, it's sung to the tune of shortening bread. Y'all know that tune? Anybody not know the melody of Shortening Bread? Well, you're about to. <laughs> you're about to. Anybody ever used to watch I Love Lucy? Ethel. Oh, Ethel yes. sang. Yes. <clears throat> Mammy's little baby loves shortening, shortening. Well, th in this case, it's, I'll sing it first. First me, then us. It says, every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well. Repeat. Every little cell. No, not you. It just says it on the card. Every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well. Chorus. I'm so glad. Every little cell in my body is healthy and well. And it says repeat entire song until you believe it. <laughs> now, let's do it together. Every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well. Every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well. I'm so glad every little cell in my body is healthy and well. Every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well. Every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well. I'm so glad every little cell in my body is healthy and well. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Go out in the hall and repeat it till you believe it. What do you think singing that silly song? You can pass this along. It's an easy song. 
to practice. It's an easy song to teach. I silently sing it to myself to put myself to sleep at night. It runs through my head. In 1997, I learned this song when I started taking classes at Unity. Reverend Marion Gambardella taught me this song, and then I started hearing it in a lot of things at Unity Village. Things like this. It said, be as a child, enter the kingdom. Something like this. Whatever you're disturbed about, you see, whether it's a physical illness, a mental illness, or a spiritual illness, we're in charge. We're in charge of this. Kenneth has a song that I'm anxious for him to sing now because it brings us into the presence. Take a breath. Send this breath in and through. You don't have to play it here, Eustace. And up. Up to the highest part of your being. In unity, the highest part is our Christ mind. That aspect of mind within us that knows. It knows, it remembers God, it remembers good, and it remembers our true nature. So I affirm that the Christ in me is awake now. Those of you who care to, would you know this with me? The Christ in me is awake now. The top of my being, the Christ in me. And I invite you to see a white light. Beautiful white, or you make it gold. Whichever you prefer. Use a color that you respond to for healing, for wholeness. But let this light stand from your highest mind, highest aspect of mind. Let it flow. Flow out into your brain. Let it come to the middle of your brain. We're going to wake up some of our 12 powers, maybe all of them. We're going to align ourselves, align our mind and our body. Now come to the middle of your brain. And there, right there in the center, is the first of our 12 faculties, our 12 powers. First one is called faith. Faith is what I say yes to. It's my yes power. Now, faith is awakened in me. So I look at what I have been saying yes to. And I look at what I'd like to say yes to. So for now, let us say yes to our oneness with our source. And that our source has no opinions, no judgments, no criticisms. Our source is simply good. And we have no opinions on what good is. We just know good is. And we're saying yes to it. And then let the light come down behind your left eye. Let's wake up the second power, the power of will. Divine will awakened in us now. And my will works with my yes power. That I would be willing to experience what I'm saying yes to. My oneness without opinion. But my oneness with knowing. And let the light Beautiful light, go over to your right eye. Let's wake up the power of understanding. Faith, will, understanding, a lovely triangle. See, I am willing to experience my good, and it is my power of understanding that knows how to bring it about. Let us think of it as will is my executive, and my understanding is my executive assistant. 
the executive of will knows exactly the right thing to think, say, and do. But it is understanding that knows how to get me there. So the next part of the path, wake up right in the in between your eyes, the fourth power, the power of imagination. Let imagination be awakened, for it is imagination that lights our path. It is imagination that turns obstacles into opportunities. It is imagination that lets me see more than I've ever seen before. I see it more clearly. And so it helps me to carry out what I've said yes to in my faith. Now let the light go around the back of your brain, to the base of your neck. Let's wake up the fifth power, the power of zeal. See, my power of zeal awakened is what lets me be excited to be me. My power of zeal lets me be excited for my mission. My power of zeal lets me be excited at the truth of my being and the truth of your being, which is the same truth. And truth is that which does not change. Now let the light, let the light move through your eyes and your vision, your ears and your hearing. Let the light come down through your nose and your breathing. Let it come into your mouth and move through your throat, coming down into the throat to awaken the sixth power, the power of power. Power is my word. Power expresses the force of my thought. And since I have said yes to oneness, I let the power of my word heal all that I speak of. Heal with clarity and with understanding. Let that light come down into your lungs and cleanse and purify your lungs to restore them, to scrub as it were, any impurities that you have breathed in your lifetime, any old thoughts that are loitering in your lungs that would limit your breathing, we scrub them out so that the lungs and the breathing is rendered holy and easy. Send the light into your heart. Awaken the seventh power, the power of love. Love is awakened in each of us now. But love needs a companion. So go down into your solar plexus and let's wake up wisdom, the eighth power, or the seventh power. What is it? <laughs> it's the eighth power. Love and wisdom working together. Love without wisdom is too flighty. Wisdom without love is too rigid. Love and wisdom together, they don't create a power, they create a function. And the function is called discernment. That I may know the difference between truth and untruth. That I may know the difference so that I may choose my reactions to my thoughts and feelings. Now let the light, the light of the Christ mind, come down through your whole torso healing, cleansing all the organs, again, dismissing all the old thoughts that are loitering there because they didn't know where else to go. But they've been clogging our flow. We will release them in a moment, but right now we wash them away from our organs so that our insides are rendered pure. 
Send the light down to your navel. There's the ninth power, the power of order. Let us waken to the order of things, an order that starts with our thought, that leads to our word, that leads to our actions. And because love and wisdom are working together, the order now starts with God, the good. A thought of oneness that leads to a word that unifies my mind with my surroundings, that leads to actions that unify us all. Now let the light come around the small of your back. And the small of your back is the 10th power and it's called strength. And let this light of strength come up your spine, fill out your back, come up and out through your shoulders. Let this power of strength move down your arms. Let it move into your hands. One of our greatest strengths is our ability to be silent, silently knowing. So let this power extend from each fingertip out into the world that all you touch with your mind, you are silently knowing the Christ in me beholds the Christ in you. The Christ in me beholds the Christ in you. Let that thought flow from your hands into the world that all beings may be touched by you. Because your power of will has said yes to oneness. Oneness for all, not just for some. Now let your focus come back up through your arms. Let it come back down your back. Let it go all the way down to your bowel area where we wake up the power of elimination or renunciation. And here is where we release the thoughts that no longer serve us in our desire to know love, to know oneness. All those thoughts we release through this 11th power of renunciation. We renounce our ownership of these old thoughts, perhaps that we had taken such pride in. But today we come to terms. They mean nothing. They are not what we wanted them to be. They won't serve us in health and well-being, and they will not serve us in our connectedness. And finally, come around to the genital area to awaken the 12th power, the power of life. Today, choose life and choose it more abundantly. I choose life and I choose it more abundantly in every cell, every tissue, every fiber of my being. Today, I choose life and the understanding of it, the wisdom of it. Whether I have the words to it or not doesn't matter. I choose it knowing it is good and it is eternal. It did not start with this body. It will not end with this body. And now let the light of the Christ mind, the knowing of God, the remembering of God flow through your legs. Let it flow into your knees, healing, purifying. Let it flow down through your shins and your calves, through your ankles and into your feet, relieving any and all stress. And now you are filled to overflowing with the beautiful light of the Christ mind, the memory of God, the memory of good. Head to toe and toe to head, you stand in a pool of this light. So knowing this, we must share it. Share this memory of God, this memory of good. We must bring others into our circle, into our gathering. Right now, I invite you to invite anyone you would share this experience with 
into our space now. Call their names aloud or silently, but bring them forth. Feel how quickly our space has filled up with energy of wholeness, of healing, of the assurance of the good of God. There's just one left to invite, and it's the one we have not yet forgiven, the one we forgot, the one we don't know how to release our thoughts about. But now here in this safe sanctuary is a perfect time to call this one into your presence so that you may let go of illusions and hold on to reality. Namaste, I call you forth to stand before me. I have feared you because I forgot we were one. I based my thoughts on something that wasn't true, like behaviors, like confusion, and I apologize. Our interactions brought us together today. And today, our coming together, our experiencing the release of judgment is an opportunity to heal the entire world. The world that is physical and the world that is not physical. That all healing may take place today because of what you and I are doing here today and all these other beings here are doing today. And so, I cannot say I forgive you because that would imply I have the right to judge. But I am willing to experience forgiveness between us. I am willing to give way for a new thought about our past and whatever thoughts I have held. Namaste, the Christ in me beholds the Christ in you and I watch the shadows fall away from you like a cloak falling from your body so that I may see you in light. So that I could not discern the difference between you and all the other beings I have invited here today. And as the shadows fall away, I invite you to join in one amongst many. And so, we are free for this moment. And we ask ourselves to continue this moment into the next, into the next, into the next. So this moment is always this moment. Having called upon a healing of our mind and our body and our relationships and our spiritual beliefs, we can start our journey back here back here to the sanctuary, this place called Unity. And as we come back, let us come back refreshed, renewed, fully aware of the good that has just taken place that we may say thank you and amen. This is continuing with the metanoia thoughts. So metanoia, remember, is about change of heart, change of mind. Matthew 4.23 says Jesus went through throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every dis-ease and every sickness among the people. The word translated as dis-ease, which does basically mean disease or sickness. This word can also be used more generally, metaphorically, to mean distress or disease of mind. In other words, basically, I can't tell you what this word is. It's an Aramaic, and I don't know how to pronounce it, Aramaic. I, except for the V, I'm not sure how to pronounce the rest of the word. But it basically covers 
all mental and physical illness. So I looked that up, and then I came to this. And it's from Emily Cady's book, How I Used Truth. Emily Cady wrote Lessons in Truth, which is Unity's foundation book. But she says that the primary cause of failure, poverty, sickness, and death is not being aware of our divine origin or origin like that and the nature of God's ideas that form our spiritual inheritance. With this unawareness has come the feeling of being separated from God and God's good. Belief in separation indicates a belief in two powers, good and bad, or good and not good, or God and an opposite power. It is one thing to accept intellectually or think about the truth of our divine nature and our relationship to God as God's child, and quite another actually to know or experience this truth in our life. Until we have added feeling to our intellectual thinking, we do not know completely the truth that shall make you free. And that's the really important thing here. We were told you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So, who listens to the news a lot? Okay. If you're going to continue to do that, do it insisting to know the truth. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm telling you, do it, but pray first. I insist on knowing the truth that will set me free while I listen to this. I insist I will not let the sway of whichever news channel I'm listening to be the boss of my thoughts. I will not let fear be the boss of my thoughts. I will not let doubt be the boss of my thoughts. Today, every little cell in my body is healthy. Today, I surrender to love. Love is my path. It's not just on it. Love is my path. Today, I will interrupt my complaints. If I have fears, I will find an appropriate, trustworthy person to talk about them with. Today, I take charge. Today, I work with my understanding that God is good and therefore I am good. Today, today, now, this moment, no one is the boss of me and what I think. I don't have to fight anyone for my beliefs. I don't have to fight for my thoughts from anyone else. Anyone is able and if they are willing to choose their thoughts. And the funny part is we always have been. We have always been choosing our thoughts. We have always been choosing our reactions. We have always been choosing. I don't know what's going to come about with this new thing in the world. I don't want to dismiss, oh, that's nothing. No, it's something. It's something that will fall away. It is something that is temporary. It is something, and therefore, here at Unity, we're going to loop arms or touch elbows rather than hold hands for a while. Because some have come to me with concerns. And the hugs are nice. They're lovely. But for right now, we don't want to impose those uh, impose ourselves on others. It takes nothing from us to elbow someone in love. Not in their side, but in their elbow. <laughs> Not in their head, but in their elbow. Or we can loop during the closing prayer. We are together. We shall move forward in love knowing the truth for ourselves, knowing it for all beings. But let us know now, in case we forgot, 
I am in charge. Not me, Sean, but I and I and I and I and I, 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 I. I am in charge of what I think today. No one is forcing any thought upon me. The news, they have their bent because of their audience. If you read your Bible, every book in the Bible has a bent toward a specific audience. That's why the four Gospels are like that. They are speaking to a specific audience that they want to inform. Most books have a specific audience, and the writer is writing to that audience. I'm talking to you guys because you are my audience, and I speak in this way. But you are your own audience. How are you going to speak to yourself? Let us go from here today in joy, in relief that we have taken on a broader understanding, that we have had a healing ceremony together. And there is no absence of love if we choose not to hug in public arenas, in public forums. But I encourage us not to fear at the public forums. Wash your hands. But how are we going to love each other if we're at home alone? It is hard to embrace a Facebook Live <laughs> a camera. And I'm grateful for anyone and everyone who is watching this today and listening in and deciding for yourself, oh, maybe Sean offered a new thought I hadn't thought of. Let us go out into the world with wisdom and with love, knowing I'm in charge of what I think. And all sickness or all signs of it is temporary, based on a temporary thought. Let us change the world today because we're in charge. Thanks for... Going with a different service today.